Borak Dung Earthlicks. My name is Conrad, this is the 133rd episode of Space Spinner 2000, a podcast where we try to make sense of UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This week, we're taking a break from our usual weekly progs to cover the Judge Dredd Annual 1986. As always, annuals are dated for the year after they come out, and this is the sixth Dread Annual. We have Carlos Escara drawing two new full-color Dread stories, a new challenger, John Higgins, doing one, as well as classic Dread, some, some, some stories, and an Ian Gibson, Judge Anderson punch-up. The price of the annual has only gone up 25 pence this year to £3.50, but for me, the big news is my guest for this episode, friend of the show, Jake Ebling. Welcome to the show! Hi, comrade. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, happy to have you. Um, so can you? So you know, I've uh, heard you on the Mega City Book Club and just sort of seen your stuff on Twitter and stuff. Always, always fun to uh, hear your opinions and all that. Um, can you share your 2080 history with us? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, actually, I, I think I, I had this annual, which was oh, pretty nice. cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and and actually, your uh, your. Well, I would say the last maybe five or six episodes of have been of the time when I was first reading 2080. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, so I started reading um, on and off probably around about 1980 something, um, and then eventually started getting a weekly subscription um, at about Prog 350. So about the sort of area that you are now, really, um, which is. You know the golden age, really, of of, of 2000 AD when you had Slain and mm-hmm. the end of Rogue Trooper and uh, Dread was getting you know more and more mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but before that, I mean, I was generally reading the funny papers, Wizard Chips and mm-hmm. stuff like that. My, I've got an older brother. He uh, he used to read a lot of the battle action comics and uh, Warlord and Victor and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was what I was really reading most of the time. Um, and then, yeah, just found 2000 AD. I'm a big science fiction reader anyway. Um, as you're aware, I'm quite a big fan of things like Stanley Steel Rat um, mm. and what have you. So I was reading those books and seemed like a seemed like a fairly simple jump to start reading 2000 AD off the back of that. Um, so I'd say my favourite strips really at the time, at the start, were definitely uh, Slang. It was uh, the McMahon versions of Slang, mm-hmm. uh, Shoggy Beast and... Uh, Sky chariots oh, and all that. So yeah. That was that was just amazing. I mean, that blew me away. Uh, and you know, everyone loves dread, don't they? I mean, <laughs> you know, what's not what's not to love? <laughs> so that's it, really. Yeah. Um, like I say, I, 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 luckily, uh, I did the um, Mega City Book Club. Oh, that was about the Stanley Steel Rat, which is a great love of mine. Um, that was about that time as well, wasn't it? You just you just finished. Yeah, we doing did. That, really. Yeah, we just finished the uh, the the third one, the Rat runs for presidents i love those stories too that i i read them when i was a kid and it's really um it's been so great to see them uh done in 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 comic form by by a scare that's such an amazing uh series of 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 comics yeah yeah i mean that 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 was quite early in my 2080 um, (laughs) subscriptions so uh yeah that's always been one of my favorites and it was it was great fun rereading that and um, talking about it with Eamon and um off the back of it I ended up reading all the books again (laughs) (laughs) every single one so my kindle is full of stainless steel right now oh that's awesome um, yeah it's great to be here don't chat about this like I say I think I had this annual so uh yeah Yeah, looking forward to going over it again totally yeah that's awesome 
that you had it. It's always really fun uh, talking to folks who who have specific memories of reading these annuals, like in 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 the wild when they first came out and stuff. Um, I, I I think that that that's really amazing. It's just a fun um, yeah, like a uh, piece of history, I guess, that we can sort of bring to life here. Yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, it's quite moving. Obviously, looking at the front cover, you know, fantastic picture of dread guns are blazing. And, uh, you know, by the great Carlos, who uh, sadly passed away the other week. And uh, yeah. I'm sure we, we all miss him. And it's just great to be really looking at some of his work, really. Yeah, it really adds. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it does sort of make it um, almost bittersweet sometimes <laughs> reading these things and seeing um, him doing s- such amazing thing and sort of knowing that he's he's passed so recently. It's, um, it's definitely, like, changed how I've... A little bit of, of how I've, I've approached some of the comics as we've been looking at them, but mm. it's also just gives means that we've got this chance to to celebrate his work and his and his achievements in his life, and I feel like that's really um you know the least we can do for all that he's given us in the uh, in the realm of comic art for sure. Yeah, I mean some of the stuff on social media, um, the two thousand one the two thousand AD art groups, we raised a bit of money for his um, family. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just giving, um, and just you know, it's just, just nice reading some of the some of the comments made by fellow artists, um, writers, just fans, like yeah. myself, you guys. Um, it's just been great to see it all. I mean, it's it, I, I'm sure we realised how well appreciated he was anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> people people used to search him out and chat to him at all the all the comic mm-hmm. cons and stuff like that. So, but yeah, sad news. But like Absolutely. you say, we've got a couple of couple of great strips here by him. Absolutely, yeah. You know, yeah, like. Like I said, yeah, it's important to, to, you know, if or sorry, as we talk about him and 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 um and talk about his art and 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 what he gave to the world, we can we we can keep him with us always. I think that's the important thing. Um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and so I I guess with that let let's get to it just to kind of give you uh some context for our show. Uh, last episode we got to Prague uh, four twenty six. So rogue troopers in the midst of like fighting beast men to find the antigen to save his buddies. Um, Slain is in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, as always, right. Um, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the, uh, of the time killer story in Slain. Um, Johnny Alpha's going after the slavers of Drew of drool. Um, judge Anderson's just at the end of, of, of going after uh, judge death in the four dark judges storyline. And, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's really fun. And then we're right at the start of a uh, Super Surf Seven, the Midnight Surfer story, and in, in Judge Dredd, oh, which is one of my favorites. I gotta say, what a great, what a great run. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We're really um, like 2018's been really kind to Space Spinner 2000 in terms of the time of what we've been covering in 2000 AD this whole year. Um, so this annual starts, like you said, with with a great Ascara cover of Dredd just running towards us, gun blazing, tough on the streets. And then the inside cover has a Robin Smith Judge Dredd making his way through urban some, some urban wreckage along with the table of contents and stuff. Yeah. Exciting stuff. And that takes us to Thrill One Judge Dredd. Oh, I guess we've been saying that a lot this episode as always with Judge Dredd <laughs> annuals. Uh, uh, script robot John Wagner and Alan Grant. Art robot Carlos Scarlet and robot Tom Frame. And this story is called The Body of John Brown, which is a reference to like a spiritual about uh, yeah, the abolitionists and stuff. Um, 
So th- there's no credit cards in the annual. Um, we just sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm going up Barney for a lot of this stuff, but it seems pretty obvious. Um, we see Dread take out a couple perps by shooting d- down a neon sign for, for the running sore cafe. Um, when, and he's joined by his rookie for the day. The rookie has also c- cut a perp and left him handcuffed on Hate Street. And it's Hate Street with a Y, which is different. Um, I'm from San Francisco, where there's Hate Street with a G, where all the hippies uh, live. But anyhow, uh, <laughs> um, Dread asks the the rookie if he's crazy, and then rushes to go help the perp. Um, and it's really great because this guy's just uh, handcuffed to a railing, and he gets accosted by everybody. Um, some Jew, he, some. <laughs> he's just not having a good day. Is he? <laughs> no, it's really just the worst possible one. He gets accosted by some Jews who like rip off his coat and take his wallet, then rough him up because like he was like, "Hey, I'll give you a thousand creds if you if you uh, help me escape." And they like look at his wallet like, "You don't have a thousand creds. Let's beat him up." <laughs> They're then run off by some adults who take the rip the, the ripped off coat and help themselves to his uh, shoes and pants as well. <laughs> Dread the rookie. That's really weird because they're, they're they're like the nicest two people in the whole strip. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they seem like a very like nice couple, like very friendly and stuff. But they're also like, all right, let's just uh, take these shoes off, you you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know what's in the air in Mega City One, but he makes oh. even nor- normal middle of the road <laughs> Absolutely. husband and wife steal stuff off of a guy that's totally defenseless <laughs> yeah i mean hate street is the highest crime rate in the city and i guess that's why uh, dread says he wouldn't even leave judge death out on on hate street at this point we see the perp john brown being rapidly assaulted they take his his goggles his false teeth um he's 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 sitting he's lying there in like his underpants with just this one sleeve of his shirt left that's the one attached to the handcuff when some guy comes up and takes his underpants oh no <laughs> it's nice yellow yeah wire fronts <laughs> yeah bright yellow speedos he's, he's living that life you know um <laughs> Finally, an, an ambulance arrives and says they're going to free him. And he's relieved, but they aren't doctors. They're organ leggers, and they're here for what's left of them. The, the judges arrive to find an, just an empty handcuff lying on the railing, the rest of him stolen. And this rookie has failed his assessment. Oh. In style. <laughs> it's so great. Um just the you know this is one of these like 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 citizens of mega city one stories i i always like and just such a uh like oh it's just constant like crime and evilness <laughs> but just so it's matter just, of factly you know it's just so fantastic that the, the two pages where well three pages where people are just constantly attacking yeah. this guy and taking his clothes and taking his bum a bit when they take his false teeth that's hilarious that's the that's the that's the deepest cut i mean un, until they take the rest of his organs i guess but that's still like what what are you guys doing like how'd you even know he had false teeth like how is this possible oh. yeah yeah it's just, it's just fantastic it's just so funny the, the, the just his face as well it's, yeah no he's so he's, he's getting worse and worse he's so sad like <laughs> It's really great. <laughs> oh, that, that shot of his face after the tramp takes his uh, his, his underpants and uh, yeah, just, just he, crying help. <laughs> he can't believe what's happening. He can't believe his lot in life. It's it's really good. Oh yeah. man, yeah. So, so that uh, that rookie judge is having a hard time. Looks like he should have checked out uh, Thrill Two: The Beginner's Guide to Judge Dread. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, just, uh, you know, just some dread recapping here. Just, a, you know, regular features. Um, you know, you could check this out to hear about Dread's history or listen to Space Spinner 2000. I'm just trying to say. Um, they've got plug, a, plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're already listening to it. Why not keep doing it? Um <laughs> So there's the standard sort of uh, Mega City One history, a recap of Dread's life, and then the uh, various mega epics, um, in, in, including the recent City of the Damned. I like the like most of these. For, from what we've seen, these annuals usually get finished around uh, March of the year they come out. So this was a, a pretty decent sort of rush to press time to talk about, um, like the apocalypse, or sorry, uh, the city of the damned in this thing, which is probably just finishing as they uh, as they went to press with this annual. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's just a standard bit of filler, really, isn't it? Yeah, but, um, absolutely. It's, it's got a couple of nice bits. It's got a nice, nice uh, Ron Smith dread on the front page. Yeah, and just some s- bit of Judge Cow, bit of yeah. tweak. <laughs> some decent art stuff. I mean, honestly, I could see this being valuable for re- for people coming in, like like maybe you were actually when you were first coming in and stuff, just to get some of this. De- definitely. Like, I mean, I wouldn't have read at that time. I wouldn't have read any of those mega yeah. epics. I obviously I did go back and read them because I've got uh, a lot of the collected uh, editions. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but like in 1985, I could imagine it being yeah. hard to find, like, to read like the Cursed Earth or something. I mean, the, the uh, I guess uh, Forbidden Planet was what had had some collections and stuff, but it wouldn't be the first thing that you'd get if you're just like getting into the comic. I guess I couldn't afford them at that time. Oh, I was only getting about twenty p <laughs> a week pocket money. <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And, and, and speaking of people desperate for money, oh yeah, it's uh, Thrill Three Judge Anderson. This is good. Yeah, script, script <laughs> robot. Great Alan, totally, script robot Alan Grant, art robot Ian Gibson. Um, it's the story of Fistful of Denimite. Um, Anderson, a, 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 Judge Anderson, side judge, arrives in a crime scene as a human night watchman has been killed and like the payroll has been taken. He's he's too dead. For Anderson to get any readings, which is sort of a reference, like they sort of reference at the start of the Judge Death storyline, where Anderson does read a corpse because he's he's freshly dead, and it's kind of this Princess Bride style, like a, oh, mostly dead, I could, you know, or or partly dead, I can work with, mostly dead, that's it. Um, but she, she no, nah, she can't get a reading from the body, but she can get a reading from a scrap of the perp's shirt made of blue denimite that uh the N- Night Watchman ripped off in the scuffle. Um, it, it's it's too bad this didn't come out a year later because there could have been like a blue velvet reference, you know. <laughs> but instead, it's just fistful of dynamite here. Um, Anderson can get a reading. She sees the killer headed to an amusement park and hops on her bike to give chase. She's zeroing in on the perp, tracking him to a hall of mirrors and arresting a guy who's running the joint as an accomplice to the race. Just good, really good uh, Ian Gibson art here, having a lot of fun drawing Anderson being distorted by the mirrors and things like that. Very cool. Yeah, it's good, that bit. Totally, yeah. Um, she... Yeah, so the um, another accomplice comes after Anderson w- with a wrench, and she easily takes him out, following the perp Stiv as he jumps aboard a roller coaster. Anderson again gives chase. The two of them fight on the roller coaster car, and she punches him off the side. She grabs him as he falls off, and as the coaster goes into a loop, the 
uh, Stiv's shirt rips, and he goes flying, landing on the trip on the uh, on the track below. Anderson is left with a fistful of dynamite or denimite. That sure is an unlucky shirt. Wow, <laughs> it's it's great. I love the 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 the, the, uh, the bit in the Hall of Mirrors. It's like. Uh... Enter the dragon. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, superb. To- it's total. Um, yeah, like like kung fu movie kind of thing. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah. and a dragon. But it's um, I also really liked it how how Gibson like draws them as fun mirrors, so you see Anderson's like body being like warped around by them and stuff like that. It's real fun. And then the uh, I lo- the fight on the roller coaster is really good too. Just says like Anderson's holding on to this guy. By the shirt as he's as he's like flying around the loops and stuff. Good times. <laughs> Everyone else just looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just all, all in this like, roller coaster. Like, oh well, just I mean, having a fight with some guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, they they tell you to keep the, your hands inside the car, right? And like, but the judges are doing stuff. You don't want to like get involved and uh, and like risk getting arrested yourself. <laughs> you know, it's always a, always a, always a, always a chance. But yeah, Gibson's speak- art is superb, isn't it? I mean, um, yeah, I, it doesn't really do it in this, but I, I always remember when he used to do Judge Dredd, the uh, the eagle it used to sort of move its eyes around. <laughs> oh, really? I never noticed. Yeah, oh, that's, keep an eye that's out cool. For it. It, oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it almost a character in itself is kind of like Ace Garp's scarf or something. Oh, like that's that. awesome. <laughs> I, I never noticed that. I gotta, I gotta like be more, uh, more, more vigilant about it. That's ridiculous. Um, but speaking of a uh, warped and strange-looking judges, <laughs> it's uh, thrill four, draw the law. <laughs> um, this, this is this is great. It's it's basically just a chance for someone to take the Mickey out of all the people that have sent in art. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's kind of a rough, um, rough set of judge red pictures. Um, I. I I think it's decent. Those just sort of two pages, not a lot of tracing, which I appreciate. Um, they're definitely a lot of like just yeah, drawing attention to sort of how they've messed up Judge Dredd in various ways. Um, like there's a, a a a very Cliff Robinson uh, neck of the law, long neck of the law, and then several <laughs> that are sort of making fun of them for being like drawing like kind of fat dredge, dreads or like a square a square shaped judge and stuff. <laughs> it's like you know, like these kids probably like ten like 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 eight-year-olds send these things in you know like be nice you know <laughs> <laughs> and then the usual the usual little standard you'll get a fiver for win- for sending these in but it's illegal so we're going to fine you five pounds as well <laughs> you know it uh it's the it's the justice system it it uh it 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 takes and gives in in equal measure right <laughs> and uh speaking of uh of uh New artists, or I guess new people trying to do things. It's Thrill Five, the rookie. Hey, <laughs> as we go, you, you, I bet you love this. I mean, uh, like you love a text story, don't you? <laughs> I found, I, I honestly found this text story to be not that bad in comparison to some of the ones that I've had to read in the course of my annuals. But or, but you know, as always, like not here for words you know here for words and pictures so just words is kind of uh kind of tough <laughs> yeah i gotta say as a child i've probably never read this <laughs> it feels uh, yeah these ones definitely feel like the ones that everyone skipped the most when they were reading through them it's always like you got to like sit down and like prepare yourself mentally to go into the tech stories you know um, but this one's decent. I thought we follow Judge Decker, um, you know, formerly the rookie judge in that Robin Smith series earlier in the year. Um, yeah, I, and, I, I, I like I like that story. Actually, that was a good story. I yeah. was, was always a bit disappointed that Decker didn't really 
appear that much after that. <laughs> yeah, me too. They spend so much time building her up and then to sort of just have her not really do it, you know, not really show up again until Necropolis, I think, is um, is always s- such a bummer. Um, and this one, so it's, it's, it's cool to see her again, at least a little bit. Um, it's, we, uh, after her, like a, a judge that she's partnering with is killed, Decker is... Um, assigned to lead a rookie through his final assessment, which is, you know, they, they mentioned that it's unusual because she was so recently a rookie herself. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. They end up, uh, tr- uh, going, um, sorry. The rookie loses some points early for not treating Decker like an equal because she's a woman. They sort of mention he's got a problem with like chivalry or something. And in the end, they track a murder and the rookie ends up getting killed by an old lady because of his chivalrous ways. Uh, decent action um, and a good feeling of sort of being in Mega City 1 and a judge sort of dealing with constant items and having uh, crimes they have to deal with. Um I especially like there's just a section that's sort of a training montage, basically, that's just Decker entering a bunch of items about um, the rookie's comportment as they do stuff. Um, and then, you know, Dread comes in at the end to kind of teach a life lesson, which I appreciate as well. And just, yeah, generally like uh, a decent tech story, like 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 not too bad at all, which is um, unusual and fun, I thought. Yeah, yeah I, I actually quite enjoyed reading it. Actually, in the yeah. End. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, like so many times, these ones are tedious, and so it's really, you know, this is a real bright spot for me, for sure. Yeah, I actually think it would have made made a good, a good strip as well. Actually, it's uh, there's a lot of action in it, and um, yeah, yeah, the the, the 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 main part of it when the rookie goes in and goes off in one direction and ends up in lots of trouble is uh, that would have been quite a good read, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, oh man, I'm out of ones. But anyhow, um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh Those no, no, <laughs> no, no, no problem. I mean, it's a whole thing. Um, I guess, yeah, it's it, yeah. Interesting judgment made on that story. Speaking of judge of uh, judgments, it's Thrill Six, Judge Dredd, uh, script about Malcolm Shaw, art about Mick, Mick McMahon, lettering about John Aldrich, Prague Seven action as the statue of judgment is unveiled in Mega City One. <laughs> Yeah, it's the craziest statue in the world. I love that. Yeah, it's so great that it's just standing over um, the, the the Statue of Liberty and stuff. Also, really, I, I I think it's really funny how because it's in Prague Seven, it's such a different vision of a judge than will happen in years to come. You know, like yeah, yeah. all the judges look so different from what this statue looks like now. I guess we don't really see it again until maybe like a. America or something in a in 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 the magazine. At which point, presumably, they they brought sculptors out to rebuild it to um, look a little <laughs> bit more new uniform. <laughs> yeah, like a mo- you know a modern judge's bearing and stuff. This sort of yeah, add some chin, add some muscle, sort of modify the uniform a little bit, stuff like that. <laughs> But as the statue's unveiled, there's a disturbance below as a bunch of muggers are attacking somebody. Dreads on the scene. He, he sort of, you know, swoops in, one perp shot, another surrenders, a third runs for an air taxi. And Dread seems to just hand the surrendered uh, perp to some uniformed officials, which is un- unusual and sort of a symptom of these early days of um, Judge Dredd where they hadn't quite worked out what the justice system was going to be. I think in modern days he'd uh, actually be like the earlier story and just sort of handcuff him to a, to a, to a lamppost or something. Or just shoot him. <laughs> ah, well, of course, that too. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's quite odd, isn't it? They're like, uh, I suppose they're 
based on New York City cops. Yeah, they kind of have like police hats. Then you, like, you, then you never see them again. Hats, I guess. Yeah, you know, <laughs> maybe these are just like like security for the statue or something. Um, but so Dredd pulls a long gun from his lawmaster um, and goes up to the head of the Statue of Justice, where he destroys the taxi that the perp's been shooting everybody from and brings him down. The perp falls from the air taxi onto the spikes on the crown of the Statue of Liberty, which is awesome. And we <laughs> learn that no one can take liberties with the law. Whoa. It's all punchlines this annual. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I mean, that's going back to what we oh, you said. Talk seven. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Judge Dredd's come on a long way since then. Um, but it's a great little story. It's well, yeah. very funny. I mean, um, it like is, you say, when he falls yeah. on the spike at the end. Just, that's such a... <laughs> it's a comical. So ridiculous. Like, I think those spikes are actually pretty big, too. Like, I feel like... I don't think you could go through one. Um, but, yeah, one of the things I, th- I think is really fun about these annuals is just the juxtaposition of, like, a Prog 7 Judge Dredd versus a modern Judge Dredd, you know? Where you can just really see how far the characters has... How, how, how much the characters changed over the years, you know? Yeah, I mean... I suppose it all really goes back to when when you had sort of Bolland and all that had their little tweaks to the uniform and that. And yeah, I just, really yeah. You, know, you, you end up with what we've got now, which is really smooth and cool. But before, everyone had their own little um, yeah, take yeah. on everything, didn't they? Um, yeah, I agree. This, this it's, is, yeah, it's really during like the cursed earth that I, I, I think that kind of the the look of dread gets standardized. When yeah, you definitely. Have, that's when yeah. when you get the big boots. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that that's that. McMahon influence uh, with like the ball and influence of like of like in it um enlarging his chin and other things i think yeah, his chin and on that last that last bit where he says no one can take liberties with the law he's his chin's tiny it's really like <laughs> that's not dread <laughs> it's such a for me that's the most shocking thing is just how small uh like like launch dreads chin is in comparison you know even 85 where we are now and to say nothing of like 90s dread where he's basically just a mobile chin with other parts <laughs> attached to it you know uh, but yeah just interesting how how we see judge red and how he's portrayed and speaking of uh portraying things and showing things it's thrill seven the mega city media quiz <laughs> god damn more filler Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just like all these quizzes are just like, oh, we need a page. All right. Let's just whip up, whip up a quiz for something. Um, This one's all about Mega City Media. I this one's decent, I think, just because it's got a really wide range of stuff from from the years. A bunch of of Luna One and like Beauty the Pig questions from really early Judge Dredd. As well as what, what, what I thought was pretty amazing was a match between Mega City game shows and their hosts. And like, there's been 12 game shows in the course of Judge Dredd. That's so many. I mean, I guess a, a bunch of them were like evil and involved killing the contestants and stuff, but it's still like just sort, sort of shows what uh, Grant and Wagner liked, like, like, like writing about sometimes. Yeah. I, it's a shame there's not pictures of some of these game show hosts because they're. they're the majority of them will all be based on game show hosts from Britain back Absolutely. in the 70s. Uh, Bamber Gas Gank straight away. I mean, Bamber Gas Tank, Bamber Gas Coin. So, <laughs> uh, I used to love it when I used to do that. And you, you'd have, you look at them and it'd be, that, that, that's meant to be Bob uh, right. and that's meant to be Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's, he's, he's tell, like, uh, where was Bruce, Bruce Forsyth for, uh, 
what the one that Otto Sump came from, where every where a, a sob story, and so he finished everything with saying "Good sob, good sob," <laughs> like he, the, the actual uh, game shows. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's quite a fun little quiz, I suppose. I, I, I probably wouldn't have got many of them right having not read half of those stories. I mean, at the pl- time. plus it's just like that's not the information that I'm I'm keeping in my head when it comes to <laughs> Judge Dredd stuff. I gotta say, you know. Um, but yeah, speaking of, uh, I don't know, I- exciting daily action, it's Thrill 8, The Daily Dreads. These are amazing. Yeah, against Script <laughs> Robot, John Wagner, Alan Grant, Art Robot, Ron Smith, Letting Robot, Tom Frame. And yeah, more Dread strips from The Daily Star. Always awesome. These ones were um, in The Star from September to December 1982. We start with Block Wars, as the Audie Murphy block, the decorated World War II soldier and actor, um, attacks the Betty Turpin block, who was a long-running Coronation Street character. And it's, it's always, yeah, always found it funny that Mega City One on the it's, east coast of America, it's, half of their buildings are named after. Yeah, it's it's got there's so many Coronation Street buildings in here. It really it's really th- it's really thrown me for a loop trying to identify them. I gotta say, like you know, <laughs> luckily. Like, actually, um, Coronation Street's uh, Wikipedia entries is pretty robust, so I'm usually able to figure it out. But it's still, uh, like, you know, 90% of the time I don't understand it. I just assume it's someone from a, one British soap opera or another, basically. Hey, maybe there's another podcast there, Conrad. I mean, for someone other than me, like, I feel like, you know, like, like Conrad is confused by British soap operas, only has so many episodes in it, you know? <laughs> But uh, so these guys, as part of a drill, attack the Turpin block to finalize their military training. Dread leads the quelling of the block wars and give the military preparedness buffs 15 years each. Good times. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. You just go, why on earth did they let these people <laughs> It's really like I mean, get together as a city death? <laughs> it's funny because cause this is a very similar plot to the other Ascara story in this annual where Dread sort of yeah, finishes where, where Dread finishes by saying like why do we like what you say he's like literally like why do we have these it's just asking for trouble to give these morons guns and like military equipment and stuff it's like oh we gotta do it like just in case I mean, like, <laughs> They've never done anything good in the history of Mega City One. I mean, I think they they helped out a little bit during the Apocalypse War, but yeah, but, but they they also helped start the Apocalypse War. <laughs> I mean, that's super fair. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Apocalypse War might not have been as successful as it was if there hadn't been a massive block war or block mania in the, in the before when all the city tips attacked each other. I don't know. It's it's something to do, I guess. <laughs> like. They haven't got jobs. You might as well yeah, give them yeah. a load of guns and let them do whatever they want to do. And, you know, it's it's what we do in America, I guess. Um, <laughs> then as now. Um, next story is uh, the, the killer Lays Blaze Kelly is featured on the Mega City One crime time TV show. He's identified and arrested by Dread, but not before he kills everybody in the diner he was at. Uh, their corpses are thanked for their service on the show, and this is a really bleak <laughs> uh, comic strip to have. Uh, it's like, just amazing. I love it. I, I, just, the, 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 the picture of it, the, what's his name? Lays Blaze. I mean, yeah. the, the picture of his face, the mugshot. 
it's just well, that's great fantastic uh, one yeah great part. ron smith stuff <laughs> i mean all these one i like i feel like it almost goes without saying with these daily dreads that it's just ron smith drawing just an amazing amount of detail like the last comp the, the last strip we talked about had it too whereas um like the block war is so detailed and complex for ron smith just to do for like 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 a half page strip and then it's, it's, it's quality stuff it really uh, is. and but I just imagine like a uh, someone reading like the Sunday paper and or the the Saturday paper, I guess, and just going through these comic strips, and it's all just sort of like the same jokes about golf or something. And then there's one just has a pile of corpses at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, there's certainly high body count in all of these. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, next up, Dread calls to a random pinstripe freak, not Max Normal, but just somebody else wearing pinstripes. The the guy hearing, you know, being told to hold it by Dread instead runs, trips, and falls to land unconscious. And it turns out Dread thought it was someone else because the voice of Judge Dread just inspires that in people. Oh, off, off he goes to the med, med, medical. Yeah. <laughs> sent out to get Absolutely. sorted out. Yeah, I, I just having love, done nothing wrong at all. <laughs> no, I just sort of existed. I just love the. Uh, they've talked about it a, a moderate amount. This larger subculture of pinstripe freaks that um, Max Normal's part of is excellent. Um, next, uh, next trip: an inventor's on a Mega City One TV show showing off his pet volcano, which is nuclear powered and erupts real lava. Uh, to die in the insulting fire and destruction, and the scientist is going to jail. He's like, "What'll happen to my poor pet volcano?" And Dredd just turns it off. It's awesome. <laughs> just puts it down. Sorry, pet volcano. It's, it's very odd. I, the, 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 the scientist. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it looks like Benny Hill. <laughs> it's just really strange <laughs> I mean I remember from an interview Ron Smith said that, that he did do a lot of caricatures and stuff for the, these comics of, of probably both famous people and definitely his friends and stuff he said he's always trying to get this one lady into the comic as just sort of a random lady <laughs> <laughs> in there and so it's fun so it's, it's fun to see this stuff plus ron smith's just su- such a gifted caricature um um artist it's the way he draws people just to make them look you know th- through the lens of his ron smith way it's always great the uh the, the bit where they're all running away from the fire and you just the, the the detail in people's faces as they're running fire fire yeah, absolutely oh <laughs> no <just> incredible <laughs> Next up, a, a big muscle man says he's the toughest in Mega City 1. Look at these muscles! Uh, Dredd shows up and punches him down a ton, eventually felling the massive dude with a pistol whip from his lawgiver. No one's tougher than Dredd, Mega City 1. <laughs> even even his muscles have got muscles, this guy. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I love um, Dredd like, gives him a combo, and it ends with that uh, classic Captain Kirk, uh, like, you know, two-fisted hammer blow kind of thing. <laughs> I always, I always love in a, in a comic book fights. Finally, <laughs> finally for this part, Dredd stops a guy in the street. That guy gives, um, gives Dredd some lip. Like, he's like, my name's Colbane. Ask me again, I'll tell you the same. Uh, and so Dredd just, uh, strip searches him right there in the street, rips up his clothes, insults his weight, and when he doesn't find anything, <laughs> just kind of sends him on his way, completely just destroyed. <laughs> having been visited, having had justice visited upon him. All right, justice! <laughs> 
Oh, it's as he walks off, all his clothes ripped in tatters. <laughs> oh, I won't. The next time I'll answer the question properly. Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta be careful about about having lip with these judges. Like they, dread takes this stuff seriously for sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, great stuff. I love these. Like. I remember one point being down on, like, just saying, like, ah, oh, like these daily dreads are un- are inessential. But I feel like I've uh, now I've do- I've covered so many of them in the course of these annuals and stuff that they're really just something I really look forward to every every time. They are they they are really good. I, I, yeah. I, the amazing thing is that they covered a lot of a lot of the um, big mega epics. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> in, um, in them as well and summarize the whole of the apocalypse war in one strip yeah we're 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 actually covering that in the 2000 ad annual that um this this year in episode 137 um that's such a it's like 11 pages for the whole thing and so again it's just such the it's it, it epitomizes these daily dreads so much that in the annual they actually have like they spend a page sort of talking about what a ridiculous achievement that is it's pretty amazing. Um, but speaking of out of control city defenses, <laughs> Thrill Nine, Judge Dread. Um, this one's called Cra- Crazy R Raiders. And we see the Crazy R's setting up explosives all over Junction 303, which they then explode, sending hundreds of cars crashing down to the uh, city bottoms. Um, then. Uh, then shooting all the cars and pedestrians and God knows what else with <laughs> lazookas as they go. They're really going for it. Yeah, they're like, Leave no one standing. Absolutely. The damage has been done. The crazy R's retreat, but are caught by Judge Mahes. Oh, the judge takes one out, but is blown away by the R's. Oh, no. Um, That's quite graphic, really, when they <laughs> take yeah. him out. I mean, a nice big close-up shot yeah, of his head exploding. Head dissolve- yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, I will say there is some uh, some, some lettering problems here. Um, the big one is is in the, as Dread arrives, they spell his name uh, D R E A D, like when you dread something, which yeah. is a bummer. Um, <laughs> and then also this judge, whose badge clearly says like Mahis or something like that, when he's killed, gets called and, something else. Yeah, yeah. gets called Cortez. <laughs> so it's like you know, like. Get it together, uh, Tom Frame. Like, we're like, what are you doing here? Um, <laughs> but um, so Dreads in command here. The death toll is eight hundred plus. The the dead judge has been found. Um, the perps are identified as being from the Flip Rogan City Defense. And I tried to look up Flip Rogan, but was unable to find anything. All I could find was uh, was YouTube videos of the um, podcaster Joe Rogan flipping out. Like, that was 100% <laughs> of the ones. And I was like, this is not helpful. Uh, I can't help you there, comrade. I, I, I don't know who Flip Rogan is, I'm afraid. Uh, well, you know, at least we're together in our confusion. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Answers on a postcard, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Dread finds that a sky truck has been stolen from there and puts out an APB on the crazy R's. It seems like, yeah, th- this is another city defense force that's decided to train for war by doing real war, which doesn't seem like the way to do it. Um, so, nah. but they've got their plan for what would happen if, um, 
Negacity 1 was invaded, which they're now doing for real. Step 1 is destroy supply lines, then take out a power station. They're doing this over the objection of the uh, of the leader's wife, Edna, who's like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Like, no, we got to train. Um, <laughs> Everyone else is really up for it. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being a spoiled sport. <laughs> oh, damn it, Edna. Uh, but... The R's attack the power station to take out a ton of robot workers and the uh, one human night manager. They blow the place up, causing a massive blackout. And, like, as they walk away from the smoking crater that was once the power station, they go to the night manager and, like, this was just a drill. Next time it could be for real. Like, what? <laughs> like, this feels real. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Luckily, Dredd's on the scene. He got he jumps in an H wagon, and they attack the crazy R uh, hover truck. Some real awesome um, aerial spa- uh, chase scenes here as the two cars like like fly through the mega city sky skyscape and stuff. Um, the truck runs. Yeah. The, the judge's vehicle is too fast. It crashes into an overpass and goes down as judges flood the scene. The yeah, loads and loads of judges just <laughs> descend upon this crashed vehicle. Yeah, I mean, like, they've already done a lot. Like, it's time to bring everybody out. <laughs> the uh, the survivors of the crash get life. The rest are sent to recycle. Uh, there's, like, and there's a great part uh, time when the when the leader and and Edna are both being taken away in like uh, prison stretchers, and Edna's like, "I warned you there'd be trouble." And he's like, "No, this is just a misunderstanding. It was only an exercise." As they're taken away, the chief judge will let us off. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to do good stuff. Like, okay, guys, like this is uh, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, dread raising these concerns. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, It'll I keep I, happening I, until we see sense and disarm the city deaths. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really like this. At least talking about it. I mean, like our conversation earlier, where it's like, this is how could this, how could this end well? <laughs> like, just have, having every block also have like an army with like advanced weapons and stuff. It's only like it's, it's literally. I'd say it's only a matter of time, but it seems to be happening constantly. You know. <laughs> Oh, and and the, they still haven't disbanded them now. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like getting like taken over by like by like boothers and stuff. Like it's it's terrible. <laughs> oh man! All right, so let's cool things out a little bit with Thrill Ten, Data File Anderson, and the Law in '84. Uh, just. <clears throat> Just quick stuff here, uh, a profile of Judge Anderson, which again includes a recap of the uh, recent Four Dark Judges storyline. It's that brilliant, brilliant bit of art by uh, Brett Ewins. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, his, his Anderson's the just the, the, the best. I mean, just, well, you know, that, that, that first proper Judge Anderson story mm-hmm. um, that you're just doing. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that art in that is, is amazing. Absolutely. It's yeah. Really, so, really good. yeah, it's, it's so iconic and I agree. Yeah. That's a, like his Anderson's a really great Anderson. There's it's, it's really, I feel like it's one of those things that, that it, it's, it, it is fun to see different people's, uh, uh, take on her. She can vary so mm-hmm. wildly. Like even, even within that four dark judges storylines where it starts with Ewan's and then goes to, uh, to Robinson and, uh, Robin Smith. And they even they have Anderson changing like in this course of a storyline, like like her hair changes and things like that. Um, 
it's really interesting. I just really love like the the faces of Anderson is a very interesting thing to kind of check out, I guess. <laughs> but but I for me, even though it's not the first one, I really do find the uh, the the Ewan the Ewan's one to be pretty definitive. Like that one, sort of combined with with the initial Balland one, are really sort of the yeah, it's two top Anderson for sure. Um, yeah, I'd have to agree. Yeah, uh, there they are. I mean, I love Ewan's art anyway. I mean, what he did on Boat Trooper and. Uh, uh, later on in um, uh, what did you do? Uh, bad all company? sorts of stuff. Bad, yeah. yeah, bad company. I'm really, I'm really excited for bad company. I gotta say, yeah, it's, it's a really good artist. Definitely, it, it's interesting here too. To that they have her as just Anderson instead of uh, Cassandra Anderson, but I think they're still working on making sure that they know sort of the first names of these characters. I know it's still years until Judge Hershey gets a first name, for instance. Um, <laughs> and then after that, there's a bunch of uh, 1984 Dread covers. Including Vampire Judge Hershey, The Wally Squad, Mean Machine, Mayor Dave, Haunting of Sector Nine, Judge Decker, Citizen Snork. All oh, that was these. a good story, that was. <laughs> yeah, my, one of my favorites, if just to talk about. Um, and yeah, again, I love all these covers. I, uh, it's another one, as always, that I wish was in, co- in color, just so that you could get the full glory of like what these co- covers first looked like. But it's still fun to see them, even if it's in black and white. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Some, I mean, it just brings back some great memories, some great stories there. Absolutely. Dread Angel, yeah, um, you see. Haunting of Sector House 9. And definitely. All I that did, sort of thing. They're just some great stories. Just looking at these, it really just brings back, like, oh, man, like, I remember this. Like, oh, remember when the orangutan was mayor? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of classic Dread, let's go to uh, Thrill 11, Judge Dread, which has the. Uh, Prog nine and ten action, I believe, with the uh, prelude to the robot war. Yeah. Uh, oh, Walter. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what more can you say? Walter turns up and all that sort of thing. It's, it's an oh. interesting uh, pre, uh, pre-trauma Walter, so he's not lisping or anything like that. Um, but yeah, this was the, the 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 start of it. We get uh, we see friendly robot George being forced to incinerate himself at a robot expo as Dread looks on disapprovingly. <laughs> yeah, it's really terrifying as he like begs and pleads to not kill himself, but still does. Um, and as he melts, the melting metal makes it look like he's, he's crying. crying. Yeah. Oh God, it's terrible. <laughs> And traumatized children watching on. (laughs) Just to sort of sell these robots, which have emotions now. And we get the the first and uh, really the seeds of Dredd's robot hatred here, which is going to be a a continuing theme just as for years and years um, for, for Judge Dredd. Definitely. I mean, still is. <laughs> yeah, I I just love that. That's something that has been has always been true of Judge Dredd, and that they um you know always has to be stuck with. Um, he just hates these robots, and it's hard. It's you know it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> Fought the robot war, you know. Um, and it's and he doesn't like that they have feelings for sure. Of course, humans are also pretty bad, as we see a human roll in with a robot wheelchair and just starts blasting everybody, just sort of because he's kill crazy, <laughs> I guess. And when the judges fight back he uh, drops like the dome of the robot wheelchair and sprays the area with deadly myclon gas oh. oh no and then the other judge dies oh doesn't have time to put his respirator doesn't have time down. to put his respirator oh, but no. you know he, he's probably one of those really relaxed laid back judges because he's got a mustache oh yeah we all know dread doesn't like that <laughs> yeah he didn't have any discipline he thought, it was, he, thought he, he thought the robots were okay you know you can't trust that guy <laughs> Um, so Dread gives chase, 
he uh he snags this uh weird police robot hound or bloodhound robot that's never seen again that's just like, <laughs> this big flying like robot dragon with like a long nose and he very old contraption it's true yeah he rides after the robo chair and uh sends the perp fall and eventually finds him shoots his uh, robot chair out and sends a guy falling to his death and it's one of these uh robots are helpful but what happens when the tool when uh or sorry like robots are useful tools but what happens in the hands of a bad person and then what happens if the tool itself goes bad <laughs> oh I should say it that just brings us on to Kenneth. <laughs> absolutely, I, I I should say that the uh, the, the script robot for these was uh, John Wagner's John Howard. The art robot is uh, Ron Turner and Carlos Escara, and letting robots uh, John Aldrich. And so this takes us to um, the Escara portion as we see original recipe. Call me Kenneth, running amok at the Mega Oil Depot. Um, Great stuff. You know, a giant robot's destroying the city as the judges enjoy lunch, enjoy lunch and drinks served by a non-lisping Walter at, uh, at uh, Justice Central. <laughs> Finally, Dredd's called out and we see he, Dredd arrives in the scene as Kenneth is just uh, stuffing a guy into a trash can. Keep America arrives. clean. Absolutely. <laughs> as he shoves this guy, guy into the bin. It's just superb. Absolutely. Yeah, like not not the first or last, or maybe the first, but not the last time that uh, humans have been stuffed into garbage cans for fatal results in the course of Judge Dredd. <laughs> um, so Dredd shows up. He uh, sets his lawgiver to high X and blasts Kenneth's head off. But it's not enough because, like any uh, any smart being, he keeps his brain in his chest cavity, not in his head. <laughs> like <laughs> Kenneth, you know, c- because this version of Call Me Kenneth is like, is like a carpenter robot. He shoots Dread. Ag- he snags Dread against the wall using his nail gun, and then pulls forth a chainsaw sword and attacks Dread. Luckily, that's, that, that, that yeah. bit where, where he's swinging for him and Dred's diving out of the way. I mean, that's, that's, that is a superb little bit of uh, art there by Carlos. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, great. really <laughs> great. I love it's uh, it's such a, uh, you know, because it's 1977 and stuff, it feels like it, it's almost like Star Wars, like like inspired almost. I don't know if, they, if, if, if the timing's right for that, but this idea of like a chainsaw lightsaber is, is really neat. Um <laughs> But uh, Dredd manages to shoot a power cable, which slams into Kenneth, which uh, electrocutes him, and finally, um, finally ending call, call me Kenneth's reign of terror for like one prog, because it's important of <laughs> things to come, as this is the dawn of full-scale war with the robots. There's a bit of a premonition there from Dread at the end. Yeah, if we I mean, don't act fast, we might end up with full scale war. Oh, it's full scale war. Yeah, it literally <laughs> just happens. Like it's they they because. I believe right after this, like on like a on like a morning talk show, some guy rebuilds Call Me Kenneth with like a new body and stuff, and he immediately like comes to life and is a two thousand percent evil. He's like spent his time being destroyed, reading about Hitler and stuff, and so it's just real bad times. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know. All this stuff, awesome, t- awesome Judge Dredd history. And speaking of which, uh, Thrill Twelve Mega City One Examination Board, where you got to know your history. Um, this is like <laughs> multi-page th- uh, filler, two thousand eight or a Judge Dredd quiz. It's got four. Ca- it's like it's such filler that's got four categories of a uh, history, general science, geography, and the law. Lots of Judge Dredd uh, deep cuts here. Um, 
I think my favorite question is when they ask, um, when they ask, uh, give a detail like can you give a detailed explanation of the plan to renumber all the blocks after the um <laughs> after the apocalypse war and the answer is um if you can do this please contact justice central immediately as we need someone to explain it to us <laughs> which is a very like uh like mark's brothers like uh, uh a five-year-old could understand it like let's find a five-year-old to explain it to us kind of thing <laughs> it's pretty good um, it's uh, a time allowed two hours as well i like that yeah two hours <laughs> i feel like i feel like I, I could do this open book but this is a lot of stuff to know all at once for sure <laughs> it's good good there's some great art around this as well i mean if that, the, the first two pages have just got some great uh mcmahon um dread dread on his bike a big close up of dread's head yeah um looks like that's a that's the charles darwin block uh, at the back there so that would have been what was that what was charles darwin was that the one where the apes all went yeah, crazy yeah i think people <laughs> de- devolved into apes i believe and like one yeah. guy turned into like a jelly or something like oh, i see and that'd be like that forever um good times <laughs> very good yeah great and then uh, and then the following page you've got a, a, a nice bit of a bolland um, judge cow Mm-hmm. traveling along you know yeah uh, some I th- procession and then, yeah, and I then think you've got ron yeah. smith yeah i think the uh I, I i i think the procession is from right at the start of judge cow when they were having the parade in honor of a uh, dread going through the cursed earth um, yeah yeah like, like right before he was framed for murder that time and all that stuff <laughs> again um, yeah i mean as always you know uh, as opposed to all the all the other murders he's done under under flag of law but uh Speaking of Ron Smith, who, as you said, finishes up this section, it's Thrill 13, Daily Dreads Part 2. Another another round of Daily Star Strips. Good times. Um, oh, just, just some real, real nonsense in these, in these ones yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, they can't all be the Apocalypse War. Like, sometimes they just got to be like, listen, we got a joke. Let's, let, let's get going. Um, and this one, two friends part and one causes a massive car pile up by sort of like jaywalking, basically, and uh, dreads on the scene and gives him 18 months. And the other friend laughs at this so hard that his false teeth fly out and break a window. So he gets six months and both of them are going to the cubes. So they won't see each other next Tuesday because they'll see each other in the cubes, I guess. <laughs> Uh, another another member of Mega City One wearing false teeth. Uh, yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, oral hygiene doesn't improve as we go forward and in, into the future. <laughs> yeah, they just sort of like fine, like here you go, just 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 get these going. Interesting, these ones, how the like, I I I wonder if they just sort of showed us like showed them like hey these are the strips we're using and they and um like grant wagner and a scary decided to sort of copy along and uh, and actually even um even the higgins story is sort of has some has some similar parts to these daily dreads they maybe they sort of like like saw the ones that that were going to be in this in this um annual and decided to just sort of use that as inspiration or something mm. um Next up's a very grim strip about a professional, a, a would-be professional hospital patient who demands to be treated. And uh, when Dredd is like, I'm not going to help you be a hospital patient, dude, that's weird. Uh, he, he goes to shoot himself in the head, but he misses and instead kills a woman on a nearby balcony, which, w- w- what is happening? Uh, but... Bizarre. She's got a two-headed poodle as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow, now the professional patient is a professional prisoner. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's it's amazing how he misses his head. He's how, got such a large yeah, head. <laughs> like he's got it's a big old like like bulbous Ron Smith head too. Like you you know it doesn't seem very missable. <laughs> Next up, a suspect in a jewel theft says Dredd will never find evidence. They search his house and find nothing. But when they uh, send him to the to the dream police, woo cheap trick. Um, he dreams of eating, and this tips them off that he must have ate the jewels. Give that man a strong laxative and an iso cube. Whoa. <laughs> Gross. Oh, it's just, uh, so funny. The, the x-ray of the uh, his yeah. lower intestine full of jewelry. It's just, it's just superb. I mean, one way or another, this guy was going to have a rough time. I think we can all agree with that. You yeah, know? yeah, he's, he's not going to have a great, uh, a great afternoon, is he? No, I mean, and then the ice keeps forward is just sort of like piling on almost. Um, so next up, some perps take. Um, are some perps are in the devastation area of the apocalypse war on the run from dread and they find their way to a ruined bank they manage to hide in the bank vault and that's awesome because it's full of money and stuff but it locks behind them and several weeks and it's not till several <laughs> several weeks later the ruins are excavated and their corpses are found you know totally rich but with nothing to eat so they all starve to death <laughs> Oh, uh, brilliant. I love that. You stay there and keep an eye on the door. And then he comes in, <laughs> closes the door behind him, and they all die. <laughs> yes. um, you got to be uh, careful again, about it. Yeah. Ron Smith's art. Yeah, he, 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 the, the way he can make people just look stupid is absolutely <laughs> perfect. Absolutely, yeah. It's so such such a key thrill, especially for the people of Mega City One. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Dredd stops a robbery, and the perp takes a hostage. Dredd takes out the perp with a ricochet bullet, of course, and then just shoots the hostage, too, as he escapes, because I guess he was in on it. With Dredd, um, didn't really know, but he had an intuition, and you got to shoot first, so that's just sort of how you do it. Um, <laughs> well, what, if he had, what if he wasn't? Oh, uh, well. Uh, you know. <laughs> it was worth a risk. <laughs> I'll take that chance, citizen. <laughs> Uh, finally, these smart apes have appeared in the comic strip. I think in the real comics, these guys are all dead because they got taken out during the uh, the Apocalypse War, as we saw in another uh, Dread Annual. But we <coughs> talk about these guys. Of course, the uh, apes live in Ape Town, and they're jerks. Dread's here to arrest Carrie Grunt for a <laughs> swing and grab robbery. He's going smash and grab. Um, he's like, you can't prove nothing, Dread. Dread's like, I can't prove it because you left your calling card behind. Which is a banana peel. Uh, <laughs> With his name written on it. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes these crimes in Mega City 1 are really complicated. Other times they're not that hard, you know? <laughs> oh, dear. Great stuff. Yeah, very funny. Funny, yeah. funny. I love it. Monkey business. <laughs> yeah, all these ones have, yeah, have these ridiculous pun titles as well. <laughs> But going back to our last story, and speaking of uh, of uh, my old enemy, Walter the Wobot, it's Thrill 14, Data File Judge Death, and Walter the Wobot. Ah, Walter. <laughs> oh, well, we've got Judge Death. At least. Yeah. Another Data File just sort of updating him in the uh, in the aftermath of the Four Dark Judges storyline. Again, it's the, it's the Brett Ewan's Judge Death from that storyline. Yeah, real fun. Again, um, I think it's good. Just to redo these storylines with or these uh, data files and stuff with with Ewan's um, doing them as opposed to Bolland who had done the previous Judge Death stuff. Um, so he sort of, I guess, 
like almost a passing of the torch in the form of filler in the uh, in a dread annual. <laughs> yeah, again, I'll have to say I love Brett Ewing's art. I mean, it's yeah. just good. It's good. I, I love the quality. I love his penmanship. It's just fantastic. It's a really good picture of death as well. It's just, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, big hands. Is, yes, standing there, you can see a little bit of Anderson sort of like reacting in terror in the in in the side of the shot and stuff. It's awesome. Um, but you know, from 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 awesome to, to not, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's a new, it's a new. I I I think it's a new Walter Walter Stowe. I'm not quite sure. It's definitely like an obscure repeat. Walter can't get a job. He sells his tap for money, begs for food, gets drunk on oil aid. He's uh <laughs> he's sweeping woof. It's very hard, um hard or difficult, I guess. Um, eventually he sees a report about uh punks from the 20th century and rips and uh whips up his clothes to dress like one because he's a wheel wally. Um and yeah yeah I don't I don't even get that punchline. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> Nor did you? Good. Uh, no, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. even. I. I mean, I'd imagine it's like a the same thing that the Wally Squad comes from. Maybe, like, I guess. But I mean, a, a, a Wally is just a fool in 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 Britain. It's just oh, yeah. Okay, you're, well, a, you're a Wally. You're, mm. you're an idiot, sort of thing. But it, yeah, it just doesn't make sense at the end. God damn it, Walter! <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I mean, the art's good. Brian Bolland. Yeah, I think a, a, you know, I think it's all like yeah, reuses from previous uh, Walter stories, sort of stitched together. Because I don't think this is a new one, or I, I don't think this is a an old story. Although I could be wrong. Like a lot of these single page Walter stories sort of blend together for me. Although I think that that final Walter, like with the ripped up clothes and stuff, gets used a lot. Um, in things <laughs> and was from the time he like got arrested or something like that I think because he got a handcuff and on him and stuff I don't know um, anyhow yeah let's move on let's move yeah, on yeah absolutely um, speaking of uh, yeah just more cl- more old school dread it's uh, Thrill 15 Judge Dread. Uh, Real, real classic Judge Dredd. Strict, uh, it says script robot Pat Mills, although um, Barney says it's Kevin Gosnell. I don't know. Um, art robot Mick McMahon, lettering about jo- jo- uh, John Aldrich. Prague three Judge so Dredd this is, action. This is the, the second the ever second Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd. <laughs> like when he said when when the uh, when the narration box says that this is the New York section of Mega City One, like that's the first time it's being it's been called Mega City One. Like you know, it's all <laughs> setting things up. Um, yeah, so Perp Scarface Levine needs to hide from the law, so he gets his face changed. But oh, he gets caught because confident in his new face he sort of like wishes dread a good day on the road <laughs> and the voice print which is part of his apb doesn't uh doesn't match up and dread knows that it's him and arrests him yeah and so you know you can't run from the law that's basically it judge dread is the best <laughs> <laughs> oh it's just it's, oh, another another just idiotic criminal <laughs> Doesn't yeah. seem to understand like, the, like, uh, like the why law would, in the future. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the unforced errors is what lets Dread be able to clear like 400 cases a day. You know, <laughs> like, that's how it goes. And uh, speaking of Judge Dread being the best, it's Thrill 16. Spot the difference. 
which is a two-page purportedly a spot the difference um, um, check just of the uh, of the iconic picture of Dread on the Lawmaster with the stub gun from the Apocalypse War, but it's actually like a, like a gaslight because there's no differences. <laughs> Dread's the best. You can't make mistakes. <laughs> It's just absolute nonsense. You can imagine these poor kids not not looking at the solution, staring Spend over it, staring at it. Sure, I'm sure that's different. I'm sure that. Oh no, actually, nothing's different. I just what ima- a waste of time. I just imagine like uh, 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 Steve McManus and Simon Geller, like the 2080 editors, like having the 2008 having this annual done and about to send to printers and suddenly realizing that they're missing two pages it's like oh my god what are we gonna do like wait a minute i've got an idea and it takes like 15 minutes you know? <laughs> quick quick photocopy two of carlos's pictures <laughs> well photocopy one picture twice yeah, right? twice yeah <laughs> so, sorry yeah you, you correct to be there sorry <laughs> like the uh the I'm 100 percent sure that the longest part about this was just writing the copy and then typing it upside down, and then so they could send it out. You know, like that was it. <laughs> oh, real great. Um, this then there's an ad for the 1986-2080 annual, which, like I said, will be covering a Prague 137. Um, that's a real fun annual. Like I said, it's got the Apocalypse War, uh, Daily Dread storyline, which is so iconic and ridiculous. And then just like some Ace Garp and Dread and Strong Team Dog and Johnny Alpha stories and stuff. Real good stuff. Uh, it's an abridged version of Shackos in it, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was one of your faves, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm always, uh, oh, I'm, I'm always down for killer animals, which is why, um, <laughs> Hookjaw is my favorite in action, and why Shackle is my favorite in 2000 AD, you know? <laughs> but speaking of going up, uh, but, but, but I guess going back to one of our earlier daily dreads where they had the, uh, the primetime TV show, let's go to our final thrill, Thrill 17, Judge Dredd. Um, script robots John Wagner and Alan Grant, art robot John Higgins, and it's Crime Call. Um, Early days for John Higgins here. We won't see him do Dread in the Progs until the two, until the 450s or so. But of course, once he gets going, he'll he'll do a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And this one's real fun. Uh, Crime Call is the top TV show in Mega City One, where citizens squeal on their neighbors and family members. We see a lot of squealing, just sort of in a montage, like your dad keeps the gun where, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and Walk, walking funny doesn't constitute a crime yet. <laughs> yeah, you gotta gotta actually do something. Uh, so the host throws um they get a tip to be followed up on by judges and we see judge dread judges dread and slinger on the case of some kidnappers as a camera crew films and they're like oh like what are we dread like celebrities and dread's like hey like this thing gives us like a thousand tips an hour so we, you know we, we, we suck it up yeah it's worth keeping it going um <laughs> The judges burst in as the perps watch themselves on TV, which is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. We're on telly. Yeah. Hey, very, we're on TV. <laughs> yeah. Very over the top stuff as uh, these guys get, get shot right in the head, sh- 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 shot right in the face, like super graphic violence. That's here. brilliant with a bullet hole straight between his eyes. Absolutely. It's, just... <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous amount of violence, especially for color comics, but it's also sort of a hallmark we've seen in the annuals where I think because it's not the daily stuff. It they there's it feels like there's less oversight, I guess, by like the get, censors get, or something. Yeah. They get away with it 
little bit more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mary Whitehouse isn't looking at these at the annuals, I guess. Um, <laughs> well, they cost three pound fifty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> One of the perps is really stoked to be on TV as sort of the kidnappers take the victim hostage. He starts like dancing around and is being really <laughs> annoying about it. He's so annoying that his fellow creep just grabs a knife and throws it in his back, killing him. <laughs> Which is crazy. Uh, Dread goes to distract the perp, and Killer takes him down. Da- oh, sorry, and and Slinger takes him down. In the end, it turns out that the informant on the crime is the dude with the knife in his back because he just wanted his moment of glory. Hey, I guess that's showbiz. <laughs> wow, punchlines all over. But that's such a uh, that that. I I I love this story because it feels like still pretty current in terms of like oh even more so now yeah of, 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 of like people wanting to be um, on TV and reality stuff. TV yeah, yeah there's yeah. actually like I mean in a in America there's this t- there's this uh, TV show oh god it's like uh, that's that's called like or that's about like literally like like live police stuff like you're actually supposed to be. Like, like as you're watching it, you're, it's the conceit is that it's a bunch of people like at a newsroom sort of waiting for cops in different precincts to sort of do things. And so in theory, like it's literally just like live police officers doing stuff. And, um, like, it, and it's literally just this show. <laughs> just, like, I mean, it doesn't have people, I guess, phoning in tips, but otherwise it's very much like, you know, am I going to be on TV kind of stuff? It's, re- it's real crazy. But this is a, they, 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 they go back and uh, look at this sort of uh, situation a couple of times. I mean, the uh, it's a long way off in your 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 terms, but in the, the streets of San Francisco and stuff mm-hmm. like that, where where it's a televised cop show starring an actual judge. And yeah, that, and, that's, and that, we've that's seen a big strip. Definitely, yeah, and and we've seen stories like this um, before, even in annuals and stuff. I think there was one where there was a guy that was calling into a chat show. Like, like like to a call in talk show like while he was in a standoff with the judges and stuff like that um, you know <laughs> As int- you do. <laughs> yeah interesting uh, sort of vein to be mined I think for sure you know as mm. we enter our terrible future that, that we ne- are, are all now stuck in <laughs> yeah there's some lovely art on this one from, from John Higgins as well that, that uh, I think it's like the second page when he when Dredd and and, and his uh, the other judge sort of storm into the place, and yeah. The, the the main background bit is just one huge picture, and yeah. Then definitely. All the other little, all the other bits of the strip are just placed on top of that. It's yeah. just it's very well done. It's, it's brilliant. Um, I, I thought it was Higgins when I first looked at it, but then I thought, no, it's far too early for Higgins. But like you say, he doesn't appear for about another, yeah, what, and, nearly nearly another hundred progs or something. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of the, a lot of times these annuals and specials do have early work by people. Um, especially the specials, I'd say, which which often end up being sort of uh, proving grounds for mm. um, for like it's often like it 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 feels like that art that artists like you know like um like like trial work like all right like you want a job in Judge Dredd or in 2008 like uh, you know draw this script or something. Um, this is actually Higgins' second time in an annual because he did part of. Um, an, an ABC Warriors story along with Steve Dillon in uh, in, in last year's 2008. Last year's, yeah, that was a good one. That. With yeah, the, uh, the Martian. Yeah, with the Martian people. like yeah. uh, aliens and stuff, and just this awesome big picture of a deadlock brooding and stuff. Really great. And yeah, absolutely great stuff. And hey, speaking of a uh, living on forever and immortality, uh, <laughs> Jake e- Jake Ebling, we finished the Judge Red 1986 annual. Whoa. 
<laughs> How good was that? Uh, so much fun. Such a great, a <laughs> uh, 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 great annual. Really great stuff. But, you know, despite all of it being pretty good, I must ask you, what were your top and bottom thrills? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, I'm going to have, well, I'll go with my bottom thrill first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to surprise you because it's not going to be the text story. All right. <laughs> because actually, that's a pretty good story. Yeah. I think at the time, if I was still, how old was I at this time? 85, uh, 86, or oh, 14 years old. I probably wouldn't have liked the text story back then. But, <laughs> but now it's cool. It's cool. I'm going to go for my bottom thrill. Uh, it's going to be the um, prelude to the robot wars, I'm afraid. Um, just because, I don't know, just because it's uh, it's got water in it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Always it's fair. Just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it, it just, to me, it's just not one of the best stories in here. I, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a bad story in here. I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but it's yeah. just not the best story in here. Um, my favorite is definitely the John Brown's body, the, the opening story. It's just so funny. It's just, it's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just so funny. You, Absolutely. You, how yeah. scummy are the people that live in Mega City One? <laughs> they just yeah, strip it, this guy. <laughs> it's such a Mega City One slice of life, and like you said, just the way um, Escara draws this guy being so sad as he's violated by all these citizens is is so heartbreaking and and hilarious at the same time that it's fantastic. And they, they strip him of everything he owns: his clothes, his underwear, his teeth, and then the <laughs> ultimately they strip him of his innards. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just brilliant it's just brilliant and, and then Judge Dredd's just like oh well he's disappeared mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, another, like another that, guy gone it's <laughs> just how it goes you know <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh man I think how for, about you comrade what, oh, what's yours uh, man I th- your top and bottom I think I'm actually going to uh, agree with you on both counts. Um, although I, I will also say that just the solo Walter story is always good, a good choice for, for being bad. Um, oh. <laughs> which, um, I, to, to, to be fair, I, 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 that was so bad. It, it, it's, right. Plus it's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a single page too. So it's kind of tough. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree that the, um, like, because it's kind of a sad, um, 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 the Decker story is kind of like 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 melancholy or bittersweet or something, which I feel like I'm appreciating more, sort of a, as a grown up as opposed to a kid, you know. Um, and I I guess I'm saying the Robot War story because it feels like a missed opportunity to just reprint the whole um, Robot War uh, storyline in this, you know. Maybe I'm just I'm just thinking of of uh, of 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 Shacko in the 2000 AD um, annual where they're gonna tell a whole you know just do a whole story in the classic comics this um of, of the annual but like yeah, yeah. i think it would have been really great if i mean the like all these early dreads are fun but i think it would have been really great to just reprint the whole robot war of you know with walter getting the lisp and all the uh evil call me <laughs> kenneth stuff and all that um and and and, and, and just have that be the uh be, be the classic stuff it feels like like a missed opportunity because now you've kind of got the opening of it but not the rest of it i guess and otherwise, yeah, it just, it's just yeah. kind of open ended. It's, it's it stops and then yeah, like they doesn't they, really go anywhere. <laughs> they tease full scale war with the robots, and that's what I'm interested in. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and then I agree. Just the um the body of John Brown is hilarious, and I you know I'm always a fan of these stories that are where basically just the plot is like Mega City One is a terrible place. Like everybody <laughs> is. Everybody lives a life of uh, of desperation and crime, and you know, I I'll, 
and I, I I love a story that's just about the mega citizens with very with where Judge Dredd isn't isn't in it that much. Not that I don't love Judge Dredd, but like sometimes he can just get out of the way and 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 let the city and the people in it sort of be the characters. And that was that was really great. And otherwise, man, it's just really tough with this annual. Like this is a really good one where just all the stories are fun. The filler isn't that bad and has some interesting stuff. And just a really yeah. good a good thing in general for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I think I, I did have this one. Um, I, yeah, reading back through it was just superb. Funny enough, a lot of these stories have been reprinted in the um, 2000 AD Mega Collection. Um, I read the John Brown's body one oh, a little while ago and thought, oh, I remember reading that as a child. <laughs> and then it, and then I got the annual uh, when we were talking about doing this, and um, it was in here, and I thought, ah, that's where I read it. <laughs> nice, yeah. It's I've I found it really neat just to see all these stories in in their original context and stuff. It it yeah. it, it, it it changes them a little bit just because there's other stories in here too, and it's really fun to see these ones sort of. T- and that that's cool. That sort of stood the test of time and been able to be you know in a collection too. I love whenever when these when when there's more eyeballs on these things. That that's always great. When you're when you're talking about the the, the mega city and the, the city being a character and the, and that, and that that's, that's one of the most promising things about all the talk of the uh, the future Judge Dread Mega City One TV series is that that's what they want to do with it that they want to not have Judge Dread in it all the time he might show up occasionally let's hope yeah. he does I mean, but I the could, whole all yeah. the stories are going to be around the citizens and the city and and things like that I'm looking forward to that it should be or it could be absolutely fantastic if it's yeah done well. i'm i'm like cautiously optimistic like like i am for everything but man i would love it to be a really great show like that would be really that that, that would be really awesome and well this would this would make a great episode <laughs> absolutely yeah it's just or even even just a side thing something that like where other stories are happening and as the story goes on you sort of cut occasionally to the, some some new abuse being heaped upon um john brown just kind of exists in the city <laughs> Um, oh man yeah awesome stuff um, anyhow i hope everybody enjoyed the show as always you can find space spinner 2000 on itunes stitcher the google play store spotify or our podcast site at space spinner 2000.com feel free to contact us at space spinner 2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our facebook instagram or twitter pages on twitter we're at space spinner 2k for everything else look at space spinner 2000 and we should be there and jake thank you so much for coming on the show i super appreciate it um, well, thanks for having me. Was, uh, it was it was it was a joy. It was a joy. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> um, is there anything you'd like to plug or uh, where people can find you online if you if you'd like to be found? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I, I can't remember what I'm called on either of those. <laughs> no, nope. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but really, it's just me talking about comics and football. So, oh, so, oh. so soccer. Sorry, so, soccer. <laughs> you know, at this point, I feel like I've I've done so much English stuff that like. <laughs> The, the two have merged. Plus, sometimes in action, they call football soccer, which is very confusing. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> awesome. They're, they're, trying to, they're trying to get their claws into the American leadership. They just see me coming. They're like, this is going to mess up Conrad 44 years later. <laughs> Anyhow, come back next time as Judge Death is brought to justice. Slain is involved, uh, fights. Uh, organic robots in the arena Johnny Alpha fights slavers the super surf concludes and a crazy bug alien arrives to Mega City 1 and speaking of crazy aliens Ace Trucking returns as well plus a teaser for Nemesis Book 5 
double woohoo. Yeah, so much stuff. Um, until then, I've got other Jake and we are Ace Winner 2000. One, two, three. 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 three.